0: See y- y'all look what y'all done did you've created a monster.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. I tried to steer it towards the challenge. I tried. No. Survivor is much better. Yeah, it'll, it's it's so uh, much better. So I uh, disagree. What what season did you watch, Mav? I
0: have watched, I started with 28.
1: No, but, of, of the challenge. Just curious. Was uh, it the ones on Netflix? Yes oh uh, yeah that's why you didn't get into it because those are like the the weird ones from like 2005.
2: yeah like that so sounds I, like I, it's mtv's fault for putting a bad season of the challenge on netflix
0: it is while meanwhile, <laughs> netflix put probably two of the best Survivor series. yeah they put yeah.
3: debatably the two best i still cannot believe chase rice is on survivor i looked at it, i was like is that chase rice on mm-hmm. this, my screen <laughs> i was like what
1: if they if they would have put and also they're like thirty minute episodes that they put on Netflix for some reason, um, if they would have started with season twenty five or not season twenty five, they would have started with season nineteen with Fresh Meat two. I think a lot of people would be talking about the challenge, but instead they put freaking. I know why they put Inferno two on there because it has Karamo from Queer Eye, so I was like, ah, uh, Netflix stuff, even though he sucked. It was yeah. terrible.
3: Oh well. I gotta I gotta watch a few more teens of survivor. I, I, yeah. I we're watching 14, which is uh luxury rich no, it's luxury versus it's class
2: wars. It's class wars, yeah. race
3: wars. Mm-hmm. It, it was race gonna war. be
2: it no. was going to be race wars, and then as you notice, there were 19 people on the cast because someone dropped out at the last minute. Um, and so they didn't have the divisions for race wars, so they did no. class wars instead.
0: Well, Race war was the last season, wasn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, they were gonna do it again. do two
0: seasons of race wars, really. So, wait, I did so. I've met, I've done one, seven, 10, 11, 12, 13, and I'm started on 13 now and 28.
3: They were real out of pocket when they started 13. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole also, Billy's
0: just like, Yeah, I don't really consider myself to be Latino, <laughs> I'm, I'm heavy metal. <laughs>
3: Billy is. Billy is a, is is something. And
0: he professed his love. <laughs> <To>
3: Candice.
0: <laughs> Candace.
2: Candace from Roro tribe. <laughs>
3: uh, you, so you just started there. You just started there. Yeah, game.
0: you were. Yeah, you just walked away. I was telling them to. And I think I already spoiled myself because Parvati's the Parvati. Yeah, Parvati. Oh. I keep pronouncing it wrong. Was commentating Everyone on 28 and wrong. they said that she was the winner. And so I'm like, oh, well, there's that. So, poverty
2: poverty is another one of the top five most important characters in survivor history She is she yeah. plays four times
0: no mm-hmm. yeah. i think you were away too did you have you watched 12 david
3: you must
2: yeah
3: lauren says that she is the most important <laughs> yeah I mean, Ooh. i would
2: make that argument for her but.
3: i think that she's
2: well she's she's a very valid person for that argument she is they're almost undisputably in the Mount Rushmore of Survivor.
0: Who? Parvati. Okay,
3: Parvity. I'll 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 still keep it away.
0: But have you seen Twelve, David? Have I seen
3: Twelve? Yeah, I feel like I did see Twelve.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: did. Yeah. Who's on Twelve? So I don't Twelve is up.
3: Twelve is yeah. Aris, Bruce,
0: Harry, yeah. Courtney, Sari, Danielle. Should have been Terry and Sari. Pissed um, me off. No, I have not seen that one. Scary Terry
3: bro i just love th- my favorite part of 13 is that candace gets bullied the entire season mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it happens
2: crazy. again it Arjun. happens
3: again and <laughs> it, it happens two more times she kind of deserves it though <laughs> like kind of does anyway i won't i won't say why because i don't want to oh, spoil yeah. anything but because i don't Oh matter. yeah oh, yeah, so that's yeah. a major spoiler I'm on
0: episode three right now so
3: We'll talk about 13 some other time, but I like that season actually a lot. I know some people don't really like it, but.
0: 12 was a fantastic think, season until the final three.
2: I think that 13 is an up and down season. Um The bottom of the cast is hilarious. It's a very top heavy cast. The middle of the cast sucks. You've got Cowboy. You've got. Uh, Cowboy. a
0: Cowboy. You'll. You'll. Jonathan. Jonathan. I like Jonathan's like Joe Gatto. <laughs> yeah. Penner <laughs> is
2: one of my all time favorites. Who uh, is
3: Jonathan Penner? Jonathan is. Okay. But it's a, I like that season. I can see why people don't like 14, though. Because having so 14 sucks. Lately,
0: I'm yeah. going to skip and go to 15.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Skip 14, watch 15. 15's and 16. China. 15 is China, 16 is fans versus, fans versus favorites. favorites. Both are both are really good seasons.
1: Oh, I've seen fans um, versus favorites. That's a good yeah. season.
2: Yeah. I think that will change a lot. Well, I don't know. I guess maybe it won't because Colby, you're on the same side as David and Maverick on what matters in Survivor. But that is 15 and 16 are both big seasons where um, – you could have an evolution from the physical game is the most important thing to the strategic and social game are more important. Mm.
0: But no, like I said, for Terry, he was down 6-1! No, he had a
2: He had a bonus life!
0: But but he yes, didn't even need it! To win. He, yes, didn't it. he didn't even to... need it, and so he, he did not No, he, he, did
2: he did need did it. Well if he doesn't have the god idol, he goes home at 4. <laughs> he goes he home... Did at the final four if he doesn't have the God Idol because he could use the God Idol at the final four. Yeah. Yeah, so Still, he did need it. But
0: but also, you, but you the fact that he came back like that and then he gets punked and he gets bamboozled by freaking Danielle who was already screwed by having both Horace and Terry in the final three. She was losing the, either one of them.
2: Don't get me wrong. It's impressive that he won a bajillion immunity challenges. But all I'm saying is that he did not really do much strategically, and he had the god idol, which saved him from coming in fourth place. If he so, doesn't have the god idol, so rewins that season unanimously.
1: So what do you think makes a, the create-your-prototype best survivor player?
3: It's Okay, before anyone says anything, It ha- for physical challenges, anything other than Ozzy is wrong.
2: <laughs> well, no, because you could be too big of a threat.
3: Okay, fine. So you you don't want them to be too. But he was also the a great provider at camp, so that kept him around too. That was always his thing. I'm not gonna spoil things for later seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, just describe can be
2: a bad thing.
1: Describe your Aaron. Describe your ideal survivor player.
2: Okay. They are adequate in challenges. They're define adequate
1: we we need to define terms what is adequate
2: on a scale of sandra to ozzy <laughs> they are like at best uh i'd say like like a richard seven. hatch i'd say a would se- say a little better than richard but yeah that's okay like a on a scale of one to ten in challenges where one is sandra and ten is ozzy or terry they are like a six or a seven, where they're not making the tribe lose, but they are not an imposing physical threat. Okay, socially, they are likable, they understand the dynamics of the tribe, they so, know
3: you know <laughs> that was a joke, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs>
2: and strategically, they know what needs to happen what what they need to say to who um they know like when they need to play an idol or when they need to get someone to flip or to flip themselves.
1: now rank those things in order of performance like in order of which is the most important to me or importance yeah uh
2: social most important strategic second most important. Huge gap. Physical, third most important.
3: I, th- I think I texted into the dis- into the Discord chat, but I was saying that like physical challenges, and I think that kind of speaks to your point, Aaron, is about like being adequate in challenges. Like when you're pre-merge, being able to hold your own in challenges is key. I feel like because when there's not a lot to vote, not a lot, a lot of stuff to vote you off on, like not a lot to go on it's your performance and challenges and it's whether you're aggravating at camp or not pretty much Mm -hmm. those are the main two things that decide whether you get voted off early on at that point like you're you're just trying to figure out who the majority is and you're trying to get in with the majority you're trying to form an alliances
2: Mm -hmm. that's why you yeah that's why in most cases unlike say with sandra you can't be garbage in challenges Mm -hmm. because sandra is just that likable that doesn't matter that she is the world worst challenge performer in survivor history but (laughs) um if you're too good like for example terry if terry doesn't have the god idol i know i keep coming back to this point but at any point in panama if he loses immunity and he does not have that idol he goes home because he's too good
3: physically When did they switch the How the Uh, the Hidden After
2: Fiji, they switched to the Modern Immunity Idol. So in Guatemala, it was a um, preemptive Immunity Idol. So it was just like an additional immunity necklace. You would play it before everyone votes. Gotcha. And then they realized that was not powerful enough. And then, or sorry, in Fiji, it's the Modern Idol. Um, And then in Panama and Cook Islands... Yeah, in Panama and Cook Islands, they have the God Idol, where you can play it after the votes are read. It's mm-hmm. basically a one-up. Yeah, and then in Fiji, they made it to the normal Idol, where it's after the votes are counted or cast before the votes are read.
3: Hmm. I kind of liked the Exile Island aspect of it because it was like you send somebody to Exile Island, but they're also a yeah from yeah that's
0: but yeah, then they get the chance to
3: look for it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's fine, but with a non-overpowered Idol, like in Gabon, which Colby is watching right now, you're not immune when you go to Exile Island, but there's an idol hidden at Exile Island. Mm
1: -hmm. And they just kept sending sugar to Exile. (laughs) The sugar is one of the best parts of that season. I really like sugar. It's funny to me. It's like, so, I mean, I guess it's like mild, these are like concept spoilers, but you can, when you get sent to Exile um, at Gabon, you can either choose a clue to where the idol is or comfort. The first time she went to exile, she got the idol. So every other time they sent her to exile, she was just like chilling in a hammock, eating her. eating she called it her sugar shack, eating her fruit, just like chilling the entire time. And I'm like, does nobody else realize that she is the most well-nourished person here? You hungry, sugar? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling.
2: You know that there's a Carolina alumna on that season, right, Colby?
1: Who is it? Crystal Cox. Olympic really? gold medalist. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm, they do not like her. <laughs> Where I am in the season, Randy is doing his damnedest to get her out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. I don't like him at all.
3: Lauren got me hooked on Survivor, so it's like crack now. It's yeah, good. yeah so well, really all three of
0: y'all challenge. got me hooked on it now, and so now I t- I text my live reactions to Aaron.
3: I checked the Discord chat the other day, and it was like, like game concepts or some shit. And like, <laughs> well, no, no,
2: no. Mav asked what, or yeah, Mav asked what challenges were like in my Survivor and Big Brother games that I've played. Uh, so I sent him see, a bunch of
0: examples. And see, that's I think another thing that we were doing too. Like I am. 100% pro endurance comps. Those are by far the best and my favorite ones to watch. And I always like that the final, the final immunity challenge is typically an endurance comp just because I, I just like that.
3: Style. Typically a mix of, I do like the end of 13s.
0: Yeah. Final challenge is really cool. Yeah.
2: 13 has a really good final challenge. I, I like just like how lot. it's,
0: it, it's not necessarily who's the smartest or the strongest necessarily. It's just mm-hmm. who has the will to just not fall or not or just keep going basically
1: this is only go ahead this is only going to make sense to Aaron but I wished in these sorts of shows there were more challenges like um pressure cooker and um what was that season six of big brother season six yeah where you literally you're in just like a glass cage is pressing a button and whoever, <laughs> whoever is the last one there, it's like, you're all going to be here for all night, maybe all the next day.
2: Well, that's basically what happened in the final immunity challenge of Survivor Palau, right, Maverick? They lasted 11 hours, 55 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was that was awesome, and I really liked that.
2: That is why, in large part, they don't just have straight-up endurance comps for final they... immunity now, because they yeah. didn't expect it to last... 12 hours and they were pissed that it lasted so yeah. long because if but what I happened just think, didn't happen it would have gone probably 18 hours
0: yeah i just think with least. the stakes and all like you're you're literally like holding on truly for a chance at a million dollars and you're at least guaranteeing you in that final uh, tribal council so i just like that concept too but it, That's there's true. Been, i've and already seen several are- seasons though where the winner almost in like intentionally goes out first and just trusts that they picked them
2: and
0: that's what Richard Hatch did that's what um, I think that happened in 7-2 well it was Johnny Fairplay that went out first but he didn't get picked Um, but like I said it's also a strategic element too where you want to appear weak so that the person picks you because they think they can beat you So So and also
2: as you will learn moving forward there is a deeper reason why there isn't just a straight up endurance challenge for final immunity Mm. Um, but that'll make sense as you progress through into more modern seasons. And once you watch a couple more, I can explain what I mean. So,
1: so I have seen Cook Islands, Fans versus Favorites, Heroes versus Villains, Heroes at War, I think the very first season, and now Gabon. So any others, feel free yeah. to throw that my way. I guess I'll watch 18 after this um, one. But I was going to say, watch 18 right really, after. Yeah, seven's Pearl really, good, is really
0: and, good, and 11's really good.
2: I'm not a huge fan of 11. It's not bad, but it's like it's not an amazing season, in my opinion. I think 10 yeah, is I don't much like better the winner
0: I don't like the winner, but I like the cast overall. Um, but yeah,
2: I, there are a number of great seasons that I can still suggest
0: to yeah, you. Yeah, I was thinking about the other day. Sandra didn't win a single thing. Yeah, in, she is and so when I
2: say she's the worst of all time in challenges, I'm not exaggerating. But I mean she is the worst out of anyone in Survivor history
0: that but challenges. There's definitely been – there's at least three people now that have vastly exceeded my expectations. Rudy, Lil, and now Sari.
3: Yeah, Sari is like low-key – not even low-key. She's really freaking good at Survivor. She just has – she catches bad breaks. Yeah, she caught a bad break in Panama. Yeah. But I've said it five times already, so I'm not gonna say it again. Yeah, I know. But you know, it's it's interesting. But
0: I mean, no, I would take like a Rupert physically and then a Tony social wise. <laughs> yeah, obviously, but like I said, Rupert is just straight up not good at survivor. But but, he, but also he he wasn't winning challenges, he just did he just had that brute strength though.
3: Mm-hmm. It just gets really interesting to me when people make very much not survivor-y decisions when they're at camp. Like, you're just being like, I remember I was watching, what season is it with uh, Nayanka and Purple Kelly and- and, uh, That's Nicaragua.
1: 21.
3: It's 21. I was watching that season and I was like, why would you even do this? (laughs) What is the reason? (laughs) What is the reason for doing this?
2: Yeah, I think they all just hated each other, and they were like they tired did hate each other. Well, yeah, you're tired and you're starved. You you don't sleep. You don't eat. Like you're always in a bad mood.
0: Yeah. So no, there's uh,
2: any little thing sets someone off.
0: And they show their ass in camp, and it's just aggravating. It's like your Shane's. It's your Jamie's. It's like oh uh, Johnny Fairplay, even to a degree. It's like just if you would just not say anything, you would go so much
3: farther. What season does Russell first show up? 19 19 that dude is chaos incarnate (laughs) like Mm -hmm. he's made it a living hell for everyone. i'm
2: interested to see what maverick thinks about russell
0: that dude is built different (laughs) yeah he is built different i know so some ones i don't like out of the gate it's johnny fairplay (laughs) holy cow i don't like him i don't like aris at all um and then there was one more but now i can't think of it I'll come to it. I like Colby. Yeah,
1: Colby's Colby's a a, good
0: player. He's so wholesome.
1: Thanks.
3: He's just there having a good time.
0: (laughs) Appreciate
1: it. His first
2: time he's wholesome. By his last time he plays, he's not
0: wholesome. I guess Jamie. I didn't like Jamie at all in season 11.
2: Did you like um, Jod in season 11?
0: Yes, I actually did. (laughs) <laughs> I hope you get bit I, by I a freaking get. crocodile. <laughs> also, when he walks up, scumbags, <laughs> he just walks up like, "Yo, bunch of scumbags." Mm-hmm. I, I cackle. Oh man! All right. Um, no, it just—it's just there's so I—I'm trying to like. You always kind of as a fan, I think watching you watch you go through your own scenarios and try how to wiggle things out. Like when it's just so important, you have to have numbers going in the merge or you are in serious trouble. You can do you could pull off a Terry, but all it takes is for you to mess up once and you're done. And it's not, not to no fault of your own. It's just the other side has numbers.
1: I think it's time for us to talk about basketball now.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay i i will i'm not as i'm not down bad about this game it was it was winnable but whatever we, we, we can talk more about it
1: well let's talk about syracuse first because carolina did win earlier in the week and that was fun uh beat down syracuse in that cowardly zone it was great
0: i think it's our best game overall of the season we, we definitely shot it better rebounding was naturally great against the zone
3: really great i mean i feel like somebody asked the question it was like is this where unc turns the corner or is this just another like roy williams kills syracuse's zone game because that happens every time but i think it's a little bit of both you know this death this game was definitely up in the air it's not like we were just like dominating them the whole time we should have dominated them but there was definitely you know Buddy Beheim went off in the first, you know, half, but you know, props to Leakey for keeping him scoreless the rest of the,
1: you know, the whole second half. Did y'all listen to the Carolina Insider on Friday?
3: Mm-mm.
2: So,
1: Andrew Playtech, I think, I guess he went to school with Buddy Beheim, I think, or they like they know they know each other, mm-hmm. um, pretty well, and he said that Buddy hit a shot over him in the first half and was like talking to him afterwards. And, and you said he was looking at him sideways because how are you going to hit a shot, talk junk, and then go sit back in a two threes? <laughs> That's funny. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, man. But Carolina, we shot 13 more field goals than they did. Um, out rebounded them by 17 and that's the game pretty much <laughs> like we didn't shoot particularly well about 40 from the field 20 from three but if we get shots up we're bound to have some of them go in um as i have flashbacks to the georgia tech game last year <laughs> but um yeah it's it was a good cathartic win garrison played well it was good to see him kind of spark back up a little bit. Good yeah. vibes. Good vibes. I appreciate
3: winning a game against – you know, Syracuse isn't, like, amazing, but, they're you know, they're always in the middle of the pack, you know, uh, in the ACC, and it's always a good win when you can win over a decent team.
1: Yeah. They're they always athletic. They're always long.
3: They've always got one guy that can hit <laughs> threes from everywhere in the
1: gym. <laughs> But let's move on to the game yesterday, Florida State versus North Carolina. I am encouraged by this game, but I'm also frustrated because we can't keep having learning moment games and not have those translate into wins. Yeah. um,
3: You know, it's it's a a two-sided thing. Because on one hand, you have a Florida State team that is looking pretty good, probably going to finish top three in the ACC, you know, if everyone stays healthy, um, and is going to make the tournament, you know, is always long, is always athletic, uh, has the the bigs to bother us, you know. Not many other teams have enough size down low to really go toe-to-toe with our, our, uh, our front court, uh, but they do, you know. Um, And they're veterans and it's, it's tough. Um, And this is a team that blew out a good NC state, you know, actually I'm not even gonna say that. I don't even, is NC state good this year? They're decent. Decent. Okay. So they blew out NC state. And so, you know, coming into this game, we're like, Oh, well, and I even tweeted like here's to not getting slapped around by FSU today. And we did, we We did it. We did it. (laughs) We put up a really good fight and it was completely winnable. But when you go the final seven possessions with missed shots and turnovers, like when you don't make a final shot in the, a shot in the final like two minutes or something like that, that you can't win like that. Like we, ha- we just don't have a shot maker. We don't have someone that we're like going to at the end of the game, like you are our closer. Last year, even though it went terribly, we still, we had Cole Anthony, like he was our closer, he was our guy. And win or lose, like he- you knew he was going to have the ball. This year, it's kind of leaky, isn't it? <laughs> like isn't it leaky black he
0: said two game winning layups
3: you know so it's like I don't know but if you're asking me to like gun to my head who I want to make a jump shot at the end of the game I'm I'm gonna give it to Kerwin Walton you know
1: I don't know yeah me too uh it's great to have Anthony Harris back yeah (laughs) he played really well
3: I did not expect him to have that much of an impact on the game his first time. He hasn't played since December of
0: 2019. Yeah, you know? I think he was a little anxious, too, and in, in, in the best possible way. He
1: was ready but, yet. like, immediately when he got the ball in his hands at the break, he was pushing it like a Carolina guard. And when he was pushing the ball down the court, I was like, oh, my goodness, this looks like Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, So –
3: Obviously, he's not going to, like, start next game. He's going to no. you know, increasingly get more minutes, get back into the flow of things. But when he is fully healthy, do you expect him to be in that starting lineup or do you think he comes off the bench? So
1: Depends on how Kerwin's playing.
3: That's true. Because, you know, he's not running point or anything, but, like – or do you move Kerwin to the three? You know? Well, I don't think they would not start Leaky. That's a good point.
1: I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. We have depth at the wing now. Yeah. Whoever's on that game – if yeah. it's Kerwin, if it's uh Andrew, if it's um Anthony, whoever, whoever's on, keep them out there. And you can and now we have a little bit of depth to keep fresh legs. I really don't care which one of them's out there, honestly.
3: I also just hope that Caleb and RJ keep their shot making going because like they have really struggled these past couple of weeks, really struggled with their shot making. Uh, but they they did their thing at the end of the game, you know, like Caleb had a really good defensive plays. He was hitting shots. RJ had a spurt where he scored like eight points in a row or something. Uh, like it was like, you know, layup three pointer fouled layup or something like, or something crazy like that, where he just like took over for a two minute span.
1: Um, I feel like Dayron killed us at the end of that game, at the end of the Florida state game. Yeah. He had a lot of rookie moments in a row in a place where you cannot have those sorts of mistakes i don't know why Armando wasn't out there honestly
3: yeah i don't know
1: i don't know have y'all realized we've only had four home games it feels that way
0: (laughs) it actually doesn't surprise me that much
1: so we so coming up we have wake forest and state at home and then three straight away games after that Uh, the closing of our season i think we play like the last five of seven at home six of the last nine at home which is nice but up to this point it's all it's all been like on the road or neutral sites so that'll be nice to come back to the dean dome for a little bit yeah it will i'm already starting to
3: like kind of I'm starting to kind of think about next year too, like with like what happens next year with some of these guys either going MBA or graduating. I'm like, oh man, I don't know.
1: Well, who are we losing? We're losing Garrison. We're losing Andrew Playtech.
3: We're lo- we're gonna lose Dayron. I think. I think he's a first rounder, and I think if he gets pre- pegged as a first rounder, he goes.
0: I've already started looking at Mox. I did not see him in any. You didn't? Yeah, I've see- I- been looking too. Yeah.
3: I thought I saw him in one,
0: but because honestly, I I think they all could use an extra year, and that's going to make us a much better team next year. Because I fully believe that they can reach the the level of play that we all been we were at least thinking of when they were coming in. And again, the whole thing is Roy Williams has often been considered a coach that's better that develops over four years, and not to mention some of the best players in our recent memory had really big sophomore surges. Hmm.
3: i'm thinking about dayron and armando together again next year if armando takes another like armando has already taken a, a, a nice step forward this year compared to last year last year he was soft at the rim couldn't finish around the basket this year i feel like he's doing a lot better he's obviously stronger and he's doing a lot better around the rim against these bigs um you know these acc bigs you know and then dayron is already a grown-ass man like you know like <laughs> around the rim if he can just cut down on the turnovers and get his like dribbling in the post a little bit better, I think he's a solid, you know, a solid prospect as anybody, but if he just gets another year under his belt, I think he would be better off for it, but I know how the draft is like, you know, I guess the, the farther away you get from freshman year, the I guess the less value you have, but I don't know. Well,
1: I feel like the last, last year's draft was weird. I think it was like 11 either one-and-dones or international players um, taken in a row to start the draft. And I really think that's just because of a, a lack of available information. So literally mm-hmm. all you're going off of is scouting reports that you've read and like tape on them that's not exactly reliable. Um, So I don't know. I think that'll be an interesting... I don't think we'll see that again in this year's draft. I'll say that because I feel like if the 2019 season went that way, Cam Johnson probably does not go in the lottery, you know?
3: Yeah. That's a good point. So And he's doing well. He's doing well in the NBA. He's he good. is. He is. On a good Suns team, he's contributing really well. But regardless, I think, I think to your point, Colby, you know, like what you said, there's at some point, learning moments have to translate to wins. And if we're going to be a team that makes the tournament and makes some decent noise in the tournament, these are games that you, that are winnable, that when you're in those close games, you have to close out and win them. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. It's also, I'm not going to freak out over this kind of win or this kind of loss, but you know, we got to start stringing together some decent, some decent wins. We were on a nice win streak, but you know, we've got to beat a rank you know we've got to beat a ranked team at some point we've got to you know compete really well we got I, I just want to I want a blowout win. I feel like we haven't gotten a blowout win in the last
0: two years. I'm not sure one's coming.
3: I don't think one is but I would just like one in the future. Yeah. Maybe it'll come against Duke. Who knows? That'd <laughs> <Okay>, be nice. <laughs> anyway.
1: Have you all watched WandaVision? I will be right
0: now. I have not seen it yet no.
1: I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it. It's fun so far. It's very different. It It's not very comparable to something like The Mandalorian, I don't think, at least. But I think it's going to be fun. Every week they go to a different decade of sitcom. I'm excited for them to get like to the 90s.
0: I've heard it's a very interesting concept overall
1: it is it's basically wanda and vision doing their own little like suburban sitcom and little mysteries throughout that are tied into the rest of the mcu so it's like a very tidy story but still like in the universe it's fun all right oh that's interesting There's a growing sense in the Texans organization that Deshaun Watson has played his last snap for the team, says Adam Schefter.
2: That's not surprising. I've been reading a lot of rumors the past couple weeks that he's going to be in New England
1: next season. I mean, I myself am willing to part with this year's first and second round pick and next year's first round pick and also Gretchen McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just honestly whatever the texans want take it take it
0: all it's fine with me know. that's a that's one less and fully takes the texans out of the divisional conversation
1: exactly help out my friends get them out of the a- afc y'all you'd only have to see him once every four years
0: now I'm just going to have to deal with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Urban Meyer. And uh, was it Charlie Strong is going to be his offensive coordinator? Oh,
1: yeah. interesting. I did not see that. David, we were talking about um, one, Deshaun Watson probably played his last snap for the, um, for the Texans and also Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. I was just about to say,
3: Houston has to be the least desirable coaching job right now, right? Oh yeah. Like by far. Like <laughs> have you seen the thing about finding uh what is it? Easter Easter Esther B. What's his name? Like whoever's there now in charge. Hold on. I think it's like Jack something, Esther B. He's like in charge of like players or something. Hold on. Um he is sports administrator who serves as the team development slash play character development coach evp and,
1: of football ops football operations
3: and he's the guy that andre johnson tweeted about he's saying like ever yeah. since he got there you know the texas have been you know not so great and, yeah
1: and it's a technical term
3: and with andre johnson <laughs> being he's you know people say he's a very quiet guy you know he doesn't really talk a lot. He except Andre for
1: that Johnson, one time.
3: Dr. Johnson lets his hands do the talking. <laughs> you know he lets his hands do the talking. But you know when you got someone like that who is really well respected in the organization saying that about somebody else in the organization, you know something's really bad. Um, so and he's like spreading these conspiracy feeling or theories that like the craft family is creating stories and like feeding Sports Illustrated, like wrong information to slander him and like it's it's this whole crazy mess right now so the Texans are are a circus right now you know and I think Deshaun Watson needs to I don't know why I, I said this before I don't know why he signed that long-term contract with him like get your money but like you knew that that organization was <laughs> was not so great when you signed that contract like but you know he needs to get out of there ASAP or they're going to ruin his career
1: his very young career. I know. And he's so good.
3: He is good. He threw only...
1: like what? 33 touchdowns with seven interceptions this year. They only won on, four games. On a terrible team.
3: <laughs> so it's it's whatever. As far as Urban Meyer and Jacksonville goes, I'm like meh. Eh. You know, I'm not like crazy about it. I'm sure it'll do something for them. <laughs> some kind of excitement, but I don't think it's going to end in. I'm intrigued. Anything crazy? I'm intrigued. I
2: mean, I think that outside of Nick Saban, uh, Urban Meyer was in the conversation for best coach in college football for a while. And we've seen coaches that have made that jump before, like Pete Carroll. So I think it's possible that he could be good. I don't really know, though. Like, it's hard to predict
3: how well a college coach jumping to the next level is going to be. Because you know college, I think like Nick Saban did that kind of thing where it's like he jumped to the NFL, and then realized that I don't know like recruiting is a huge part of college that like college football that I feel like is the major differentiator in between NFL and college. Obviously, the skill level, but like Mm -hmm. being able to recruit who's on your team is huge, and you know, and with the NFL everybody's good you know <laughs> you know it's like uh i think it's just a lot harder uh especially as now he's at alabama or you get in ohio state where you can recruit the best of the best from pretty much everywhere in the country and you have that kind of leg up to begin with so i don't know not to say that he's mm-hmm. like you know gonna have a hard time but it's definitely not <laughs> gonna be ohio state where you can recruit the best best of the best
1: yeah So Dan Orlovsky just tweeted something and I want to, I want to test this and, and come up with our own list. He said that there are only six teams in the NFL that should not be calling the Texans right now, Kansas city, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, the chargers and the Packers. Those are the only teams that shouldn't be, calling houston so let's play this game the panthers should they be calling houston yeah should the saints be calling houston yeah yeah Sh- should the Fal- the falcons definitely should yes know? should tampa bay yes <laughs> yes
3: yeah okay <laughs> i'm getting any younger
1: he's not but i f- also feel like his deal isn't that he's played well enough that keeping him for another year or so, I don't think is the worst move. I don't know. I see see the argument. How about Dallas?
0: That's a hard Mm -hmm. one. I like
1: Dak Prescott. But we don't know about Dak now. I know.
0: But he also just signed that contract, so... It's not like they are getting a bargain by trading for him or anything.
3: That's really tough.
1: I also think it's tough. I'm leaning no. My
2: gut says no.
1: Okay. I mean,
2: I think at full strength, you definitely say no.
1: Uh, Washington for sure, yes. Yes. Philadelphia, absolutely. Yes. Uh, who else is in that division? The Giants. The yes. Giants. Yes. Okay, the Packers. I
3: still, I still cannot believe Daniel Jones is a real freaking NFL quarterback. <laughs> I cannot believe that crap. <laughs> anyway,
1: the Packers shouldn't.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think Aaron Rodgers still has enough left in the tank that you don't want to. And they already drafted. You know, I don't know how Jordan Love actually looks, but you know, they did. Yeah. Draft him, you know.
1: Uh, the Vikings should. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Lions, yes. <laughs> should ask about Deshaun Watson. And who am I forgetting up there? The Bears, absolutely. Should. <laughs> so wouldn't that be some irony?
3: If the Bears trade for Deshaun Watson. Um yeah. They, they could have picked him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Seattle absolutely um should not. No. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, yeah, Seattle should not. Um The 49ers should. Mm -hmm. The Rams should. Yeah. The Cardinals should. (laughs) Ooh, Turner might get that one. (laughs) Turner. (laughs) I mean, look, I love Kyler. I think Kyler's going to be a very good NFL quarterback, but I think there's a known commodity in Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
3: It's tough because, like, you know, Deshaun is special, you know?
1: (laughs) And he's also not 5'10". Sure. Yeah. So, to the AFC South, the Titans?
0: No. Not because he's not better than Ryan Tannehill, but we are a scheme and we are a system offense, and I just don't – he should be on a team that passes more than we do.
1: I feel like, though, if you get Deshaun Watson, you should do what Deshaun Watson's good at. I feel like he's one of those players where. Yeah, you just fast, you just fast the ball more.
0: (laughs) I'll take Derrick Henry. (laughs) But no, also, I mean, I guess the only other thing is that he knows Deshaun because Mike Rabel was defensive coordinator at Houston.
1: I'm gonna, I'm putting, I have them in Tampa Bay down as a, a maybe. Um, I mean he's done with the Texans, so the Colts should. Phillip Rivers
3: Phillip Rivers has to be out. Yes. Right?
1: He's gotta be out after this year. Yeah, it's about that time. The Ravens. Wait, no, I'm no. forgetting a team in the South. Jacksonville, absolutely. That, well
2: they yeah, I was gonna say they're in the north. Jacksonville, yes.
1: Baltimore, no. No.
2: I'd say probably not
1: yeah when you have
3: a, a guy that's won the mvp award at quarterback and he's still so
1: he's what 24 yeah he's still in his rookie deal right yeah he yeah
3: has yeah he's, he's yeah. and he's you know he'll he'll be okay he'll he'll have to fine uh
1: the steelers yes yeah. Yeah. yes the browns yes <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, you, Aaron,
3: swap out Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson.
2: Baker goes deeper than the numbers, and that is true. Baker is a locker room presence. He's a big part of the identity of the team. Baker
1: is a Cleveland guy. If you get Deshaun Watson, he becomes he is the new locker room presence. I, I think you think about it for half a second, but I would I take. I would absolutely take Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield. Agreed. Who else is in the North? The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. You take what you know. And then who else do y'all play all the time? Did we name them all? Pittsburgh. For- Browns. Yeah. yeah, that's the AFC North. We said all four. Um. So, New England, absolutely yes. The yeah. Jets, yes. Miami, Miami yes. yes. The yes. Bills, no.
3: No. No, I don't think so.
0: Josh Allen is good.
1: Josh Allen is good, and he's also on his rookie deal.
3: I was about to say, Colby, you are the biggest. You're the biggest Josh Allen believer here.
1: I am okay here, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess Buffalo's a no. Okay, AFC West. The Chargers.
3: I think yes. I I, I know they like I don't Justin, know. I know they like just, but Justin. Justin like, Herbert was really good this year. I don't know. I still say yes.
1: I'm so bad. This year, West Justin teams. Herbert
3: had...
2: 4,300 yards. um, Where'd the turtles go? 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. That's pretty good.
1: It's pretty good. God, that's such a hard ask. I don't know. You're on the West Denver.
2: You also have to think about what the cost is going to be.
1: I feel like the call should they call the Texans? I feel like you call and ask. Just see. Just check. And if it's too high of a cost, you know, you just don't move on. But I think it's worth exploring. Um, the Chiefs absolutely shouldn't. Mavs at Denver. Denver should. Oh, absolutely. The Raiders. Yes. And the Raiders should. So yeah. here's – let me go back to Dan Orlovsky's list. He said Kansas City, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Buffalo – the chargers and the packers we said the cowboys did we say the cowboys shouldn't you said cowboys should keep Dak. yes yeah uh the packers the seahawks the ravens the bills and the chiefs with tampa bay as a maybe tennessee as a maybe chargers as a maybe with everyone else, please call the Texans. I'm looking at you, new GM for the Panthers. David, when you were gone, I said um, Christian McCaffrey, this year's first and second, next year's first. Just give them oh, all wait, away.
3: Robert, I, I was sneezing when you were talking. <laughs> Say that again to me.
1: Oh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, this year's first, this year's second, next year's first.
3: For Deshaun? Yeah. Oh, that's tough, man i don't know do you trade christian
1: yes absolutely
3: i I take it you're not are you not
1: uh are you not sold on christian mccaffrey are you are you no christian i christian mccaffrey's a great running back he's a really really good running back but he's worth so much money <laughs> and mike davis played very well this year that's true And I feel like that money is best used on a player that puts up more um, expected points added. That's a fair point. It's just hard to,
3: I think if you give him a McCaffrey, you said this year's first and next year's first? Yes. Damn, that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot.
1: I do it in a heartbeat.
3: Oh, man. Maybe maybe, maybe this year's first McCaffrey, I find it hard to say that. it's tough because it's like the the argument of draft capital versus real real player value, you know. Oh, that's tough. I would have to sit on that one for a second.
1: All right, I think it's time to get out of here. So thank you for listening to this week's episode, The Never Varsity next week we're going to be talking about Survivor some more. Yeah. (laughs)